start off this and let everyone know Mary took Dramamine about two, two hours, hours ago. ago. Two but hours took ago. two Dramamine. And I we're was just feeling very motion sick, so I took a double dose. Welcome so. to the movie, Ben. My name is Ryan. <laughs> I'm Colleen. I'm Mary. I'm Christian. Christian, I've never seen you look more <laughs> comfortable recording the podcast. Christian normally <laughs> sits on a little stool, kind of squished behind a soundboard, and now he is in a recliner. Well, well, it's a, it's a piece. It's a piece of a sectional couch. <laughs> it's the, the corner, corner piece. of an L-shaped couch. But he's but got <laughs> his legs crossed. He's just got a he's got a, a comedian style microphone with a cord, <laughs> a corded mic. Just very just. You look so confident. I'm so excited that you are going to share so much today. Day. Freaking Christian just <laughs> use the microphone. Uh, okay. I just want to say this episode is the, uh, I don't want to speak in too much hyperbole, but the next two episodes are the reason I wanted to do this podcast in the first place. Wow. That is true. It's very true. Behind the scenes. That's a and, history. But we had to wait to do them because we wanted to theme these around our current Season Valentine's Day Olympic no. season <laughs> <Valentine's> <laughs> Day. because that uh, Coach Bombay and uh, Charlie's mom. Hello, Clark. What a what a hot what romance. A romance there. I it mean really the on screen chemistry there is Burr. almost non-existent. <laughs> um, it, yeah, oh, so that's. I mean it is painful <laughs> to watch. It. No, the Olympics. The Olympics have started in Mary. How do you say the name of the town? Pyeongchang. That's really That's good. That's actually pretty accurate. We did and just South watch Korea. a YouTube video on we how to say that. We had to watch a YouTube video on how to pronunciate. We're saying that wrong. I apologize. So if you were calling Pronunci- it Pyeongchang, you're not Pyeongchang. Pyeongchang. <laughs> I have a sounds- gift card there. <laughs> to There's Christian. Christian's here. Christian's here. All right, so Mighty Ducks. That's the movie we're doing today. Mm-hmm. Love this movie. Christian's going to have to tweak the audio there because I kind of yelled Mighty Ducks. <laughs> but I was very excited um, because Mighty Ducks 1 and 2... Uh, a little backstory: Colleen and I and our friend Doug, Mighty Doug, <laughs> Mighty Doug, oh, Mighty Doug that. Wilder. Actually, we're in a conversation about the Mighty Ducks movies several months ago, mm-hmm. arguing over all the plot holes because Doug thinks they're flawless. Is that his? He is, he he is convinced that this movie has no there's no error. No error. Um, I guess we should start with a little bit of uh, some just facts about the movie, just a little background. This. I feel like this is a culmination of a lot of the movies we've seen have been kind of like hinting towards this for a while. Yes. Because um, this stars a lot of people in movies that we've already seen. Goldberg's in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Karp from Heavyweights is in this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's directed by Steve Brill. Actually written, sorry. Written by Steve Brill, who directed Heavyweights also. Wow. Um, and you know some trivia about that? I was telling Colleen yeah. this in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very interesting. Steve Brill, the guy who wrote this, mm-hmm. wrote this movie with the intention of himself playing Gordon Bombay. Really? He wanted to be Gordon Bombay, and Disney said no. No, how no one knows. He, how no one he, knows who you are. Can he stand up to Emilio Estevez? Well, who can? You want to know how you you Not, can compare this people. yourself, Mary? Because. Okay. Steve Brill in the movie is Frank, the lawyer that goes against Gordon at the beginning of the movie. So they literally stand next to each other at the I beginning of the movie. I wish that I could remember his face at all. Well, <laughs> so I think you answered I your did. own question there. Does Steve Brill stand up to Emilio? No. Doesn't sound like He's it. forgettable. This is fascinating, though. There were lots of other people that were up for that part Ryan was telling me about. Really? There was, like, I mean, there was a, a list of people who well, that was con- who were to considered to be. It's I don't kind know, of that Christian, same do you know vein this list? Are we going to ping pong? This or you don't anything. I have no idea. Wonderful. I'll just I'll this. handle this. So I'll, I can ping pong based on it what you told me. It reads like an all-star list. 
Charlie Sheen. Correct. <gasps> Who is actually Emilio Estevez's brother. Yes, which is weird. Michael J. Fox oh, really? would have made a good Gordon Bombay. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh yes, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Really? Real wild. Card. What a different movie. Completely different movie. But they I said could he totally was too old. Him. I could see him as an alcoholic lawyer. What does that mean? Whoa. whoa no, that's what they told chill. him. He was too old. It's messed What's up. What's that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I really whoa. think it, had Bill Murray played it, it would have been a little too much like the Bad News Bears with Walter Matthau from the '70s, where it's like kind of an older alcoholic yeah, man and but, some oh, kids. I, I think it would have been a little too close. Right. Romance might have group. been better between. Charlie's mom and Bill Murray. Bill though. Murray is a whew, dynamite. He Fox. is he speaking of absolute legend. Number one, Chet Stedman. Number two, Bill Murray. <laughs> in that Chet order. Stedman as yeah. Chet Stedman, though. Yes. Yeah. Not Gary Busey. No, no, I mean Chet no, Stedman no, as Chet no, no. Gary Busey is a is a joke. Sorry, Gary, if you're oh, listening. Wow. Chet Stedman, flawless. It's true. You don't see uh you don't see Bill Murray well, advertising the Amazon Fire TV. No, you don't. <laughs> On Hulu. Who's the, the, the last, last one, one is though, very interesting though. Mission Impossible <laughs> himself, Tom Cruise, was wow, in consideration to be Gordon Bombay. He would have been really good. It would have really changed the movie. Um, <laughs> no. In fact, and also Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, not as but Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be Charlie. Yes, and that would have been, so been so cute. So good. And Although Leo DiCaprio Are you kidding? was also in the running and didn't get it. They he gave it to Joshua it? Jackson, Dawson's Creek. I know, I love him. He was so. Is sweet it Dawson Creek? Or I just I said he was sweet, Plural. and Ryan said he's a. What did you say? I said he's a. He, Charlie was the sweetest kid. Charlie is a baby. He's such a child. He is a child. No, he's the worst though. He's like a little whiny. Charlie is the least likable. He's got a hard life. Least likable. Least likable duck. hundred percent. Oh no. Who's the who false? Who, who is worse? If I could remember all their names right now, hold on. Most of them. I'm gonna tell you who the hey the sleeper hit of the Mighty Ducks, Guy Germain. Love Guy. Flawless. Him he he carries on a very successful relationship with him and who's Connie. Little, who's oh. the little annoying kid? Yes. He's the worst. Which one? The one who's like super short and wears a leather jacket. And he's that guy like, was awesome. I wanted oh, to be that guy. I that no, kid. he's the worst. I, I wanted to be that guy. I can't remember his name. Are you talking about Danny Tamborelli from Pete and Pete? Because he's in this no, movie. No, I like Danny Tamborelli. <laughs> How do you remember this stuff? I don't know. As Ryan just throws out names, like everybody. I is, wonder. What am I using my brain space for that you're not, that you can remember this You're stuff? probably using it for important things like I should have paid bills and then that's what I forget <laughs> to do. <laughs> that's probably right. So, so wait, so where are we in the plot? I haven't started. I was kind of oh. giving you some, so that's the setup <laughs> is that this is, this was a big movie for Disney. And actually, if I had to think back, like this might be, if I think of 90s kids movies, I think Mighty Ducks is like number one on that list. Right. Yeah, I agree. That's probably true. It is, I think it transcends the genre of kids' movies. I think if, it, it's like it the does. Michael would, Jordan of kids' movies. I think that I probably like heavyweights just as much, but in a totally different way. Like, I think I probably, as a kid, would have liked Mighty Ducks more. And as an adult, yeah. I just really appreciate it. I mean, Mighty Ducks actually had a, a, a real-life sports franchise named after them. Oh, really? Yeah. Disney bought, um, I don't remember what team it used to be. But and then turned him into the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, or maybe it was an expansion team. I can't remember. But did you ever see the animated version of the Mighty Ducks, yeah. where they were all like superheroes? Yeah, that was my favorite cartoon. Really, I loved it. I don't think it. I ever saw that. Is it yeah. called Mighty Ducks still? Yeah. Interesting. Is it connected to Ducktales at all? No, it's better. Really? <laughs> it's better. <laughs> Let's talk about the movie. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Wait, were they ducks or were they people? I'm just they, were, they were people ducks. They were ducks, but who acted like humans? They were okay. kind of like Ninja Turtle ducks. Gotcha. Some would call them pucks, hockey pucks, people ducks. Oh my god! <laughs> <What? laughs> 
<laughs> wow. That's that was awesome. your brain exploding. <laughs> People just pulled over. They're like, what? <laughs> if they were drinking coffee, they spit it yeah. out. That's what Christian, see, this, this is the posture Christian is bringing today, is he's bringing that, that's, you need to sit it's like this all the time. It's a casual setup. This is the content just... that you need to be bringing the whole time. This is what the people yes. have been clamoring for. You're welcome. Here we go. All right. So let's talk about this movie. <laughs> Gordon Bombay, he is our, our anti-hero. In fact, yeah. I mean, we can talk about it later and even next week, too. Gordon Bombay maybe is just highly overrated as a person, as a coach, as a player. As a player. Definitely as a player. But I think that Gordon Bombay turned out to be what I wanted the the, um, deputy dog from the big green to be. He actually liked Mm. the kids, but he forgot it. We'll talk about the second movie I know. He forgot for the second movie that he totally lost track of things. But, like, who amongst us doesn't? He at least got the values by the end of the movie. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Both times he did. (laughs) So, uh, Gordon Bombay is a very successful lawyer, um, which we don't hear anything about that backstory except that he's 50, you know, right? Uh, Well, 50 and one. 50 and one, but he doesn't count that one because he made a sex joke about some daughter of somebody or something. Yeah, we'll skip I kind of flew over my head as a kid, but apparently he like dated a daughter of some judge or something like that and... The judge wasn't happy and he lost the case or something. He doesn't count. Anyway. I will say it is weird watching this movie and knowing he is my age now. And that seems... No, he's not. Was he, he, in the movie, he's supposed to be 31. No. Yes. And now, and I remember watching as a kid, I'm like, I am the old, like, You are Gordon coach. Bombay. <laughs> That's like that thing I'm, where you hear that, like, Will Smith is now Uncle Carl's age, or Uncle Phil's age. Yes. Fresh it's just, like, See. mind-blowing. That so much. I mean, there's people there's you're, we're causing traffic accidents. I know. I know. For me, that just tells me that you still have like a blossoming hockey career. And thank you. Mary. Yeah, Colleen, you've not even, you haven't even reached your second started. life yet. I haven't reached my second it's life. It's time to start thinking about what your second career is going to be. You know who wasn't thinking about their second yeah. career? Gordon Bombay. Mm-mm. Until <laughs> until that fateful night where Gordon Bombay, uh, we learned throughout the movies that he lacks self-control in a lot of areas, and one mm-hmm. of those appears to be with uh, alcohol. Mm-hmm. And so Gordon Bombay uh, imbibes a little too much, celebrates his 50th win a little too much, gets pulled over, and... Uh, does not pass his breathalyzer test. Uh, he goes before a judge. I'm imagining on the same circuit that would have, uh, you know, been in the Mrs. Doubtfire case or perhaps even the parent trap divorce mm-hmm. because this is one of those judge decisions where you're, where you're like, how is this possibly a smart decision? But the judge looks at this 31-year-old, out-of-control lawyer who doesn't know how to, who has a history of alcohol problems right. and says, you, sir, are going to go coach unsupervised children in hockey. I just don't understand that at all. Like, that seems like such a jump to me that somebody would go from, like, you need to do community service to we're going to put you in charge of this entire team. You could clean up a park or... You're now responsible for these children. How was that even like a, on the on the list of things for community service? How did the District Five hockey team coaches open position become like part of a community service event? I don't know, but thank God it did. Thank right? God it did because <laughs> Gordon Bombay takes the position. He has to. He goes out to the goes out to the ice to see what kind of players he's got. And well, he doesn't go out. He drives on drives the on the ice, ice. which oh. is the one of the least responsible things you could ever do in a movie. <laughs> is to ice. drive on frozen ice. Yes, and he's in a like, limousine. I used to play hockey. I know when it's well, unsafe to drive on. But what metric is? It's a science thing, not a hockey thing. He doesn't know he should have known how to do that. Well, even as a hockey player, like was there metric for whether or not they could skate, whether they right. could bring a car onto the ice? What practice was that mentioned in? A limousine, in? By the way, guys. 
Don't worry about this ice. It's thick enough for you to drive your limousine on. And this is how you know when it's safe to do that. <laughs> and then they put all the kids in it, which just is like even more. Well, if it didn't, if it wasn't going to break when the ice, when he drove out there the first time, and those kids are jumping all over it and, and like squishing it and putting mm-hmm. all their large Goldberg bodies inside that thing, <laughs> oh. that, that would definitely have crushed through the Poor ice. Goldberg. Poor Goldberg. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So he meets his team. They are a disaster. Um, You've seen this movie trope before. If you've seen The Bad News Bears or if you've seen Major League or if you've seen any sports movie, I think. Mm-hmm. The Cubs from the Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Big, Big Green. Green, which is was after, but... Even Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings, it's true. You're kind of just a disaster. These kids are awful. They actually enjoy playing hockey together, though. It's not that they hate what they do. They're having a good time. They mm-hmm. just are enjoying, like... Just being kids. And Gordon mm-hmm. Bombay sees him and says they're just losers because, a little backstory, Gordon Bombay has some uh, some dad issues with a coach of his, Coach yeah. Riley. He uh, was a peewee hockey star. His dad star. was actually great. His yeah. dad was awesome. His dad, I guess, passed away. And then the coach used his father passing away as some sort of, like, psychological torture device against Gordon for to get him to perform as a hockey player. Oh, yeah, that was some high pressure he puts mm-hmm. on that kid. On a 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. So, Coach Riley, uh, we learn about him later because he's the coach of the Knights, the Hawks, whatever. It seems the same the thing. It's the exact same thing as the Big Green. Yeah. Um, who had great, like, branding. Yes, oh, they the, did. The Hawks did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love a Hawks hat. Mm-hmm. That thing looks cool. It looks awesome. I don't want that Is Hawks. Is your mouth full of Smarties right now? Yeah. How much, candy, <laughs> how much candy do you have in your mouth, Christian? This reminds me of when Charlie and I were trying to build a gingerbread house over Christmas, and he just put all the candy in his mouth, and I had to, like, do a finger swipe that they teach you in parent training. Do you, do you want to do that? For Christian? Christian, do I need to swipe through your mouth to make sure no. you don't choke? Open your mouth, okay. Christian. <laughs> Charlie had 25 pieces of candy in his mouth. I think you have no less than that. It's good to know what you learn in parenting classes. Oh, I had to take, take some parenting classes at the hospital. Anyway, so Bombay <laughs> takes over this team. His first game is against against the Hawks. His old is just this psychological history um, with this team. Um, and the the Ducks obviously lose. They're, they're awful. Um, but then... Gordon kind of gets angry at them, yells at them after the game, even though they said they had they had fun and they were just kind of goofing off. They're like, you know, we're having a good time playing hockey. Gordon gets mad at them, yells at them, and then tries to teach them, um, you know, how to be dirty hockey players, how to take dives, how to... Uh, we oh, missed man. something yep. here. We what see the Yoda of the Ducks comes out, Hans. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hans. From the, he he Hans. runs out to see him. He's mm-hmm. gone. Then we cut to... Whatever happens next. Yes, it's a phrase that Colleen is was. Uh, yeah, all I can remember was get indignant, and I remember uh, the rest of it is take the fall, act hurt, get, get indignant. indignant. Yeah, them chanting that phrase. <laughs> that is the least so like motivating terrible. coaches coach technique. Again, oh. one reason why Gordon Bombay is a terrible coach is he doesn't even care about the kids. He no. only cares about winning. All the movies, he only, only cares about winning. Not nope. It, he has a heart. He only cares about Charlie because he wants to get with Charlie's mom, which is not right. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> okay. We're so he the meets these kids. He meets some kids. Some of the main characters you have Connie and Gee. Uh, uh, you have Goldberg, of course. Mm-hmm. Averman, who is I yep. love. Keenan is awesome. Keenan no. doesn't show up until D two. You're right. But he's, he is a part of the franchise. He's a part of the uh, cinematic universe of the Mighty Ducks. Uh, Adam Banks. Adam oh, Banks. Yeah. God, poor Adam Banks. Don't I feel sorry him. for anybody in this movie. It's Adam Banks. But so the Ducks suck. Uh, they, <clears throat> but 
Emilio goes and visits Hans and kind of gets like his mojo back. He goes and like skates around a little bit and somehow realizes like, oh, I need to, I need to be a good coach. And so he goes out there, teaches the kids some technique, teaches them how to catch eggs. Mm-hmm. Suddenly they, they actually are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Emilio, who's a pretty decent recruiter, actually hits the recruiting trail, sees yeah, Fulton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This the giant... kid who hits a puck through his van while he's driving by. Right. Come on. Anyway. All right. So he meets, he gets Fulton to join the team. He does a little research, realizes that uh, one of the kids, sister, is like a figure skater, so she yep. can at least skate around. He's like, cool, I'm going to get some talent on this team. And then he does kind of a, like a, a low, you know, a low blow coach's move where he starts oh. looking at like the uh, gerrymandered district mm-hmm. lines of uh, the Minnesota Pee Wee hockey system and realizes that Adam Banks, the star player of the Hawks, should actually be playing for the Ducks. Such yeah. a douchey move. Right. All it Adam is, Banks wants to do is play hockey for the team his dad played for and play with his friends. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And, and they're going to say like, for that. yeah, that really wasn't cool of him to do. And he really seemed to think that in spite of the fact that the kids have gotten like so good that they really can't win without Adam Banks. But I really just think he wanted to stick it to his coach. I don't really think Part he, had he did. He didn't care about Adam Banks at all, for sure. He was using him to win. Yeah. And Adam Banks, he wasn't even friends with these kids at District 5. They were mean to him. Mm-hmm. And so they I, were I, I, what until they started winning. And they became best friends, and this is we'll see. Kind of, they call him cake eater for three movies because, like, it's one thing to be someone's best friend when you're winning; it's another thing to be someone's best friend when you're losing. Yeah, is cake eater like a bad insult? So, cake eater is a Minnesota thing, right? It is a Minnesota thing. Um, There's more of like a heavyweights insult than like a a mighty ducks one. They there's a really rich suburb of Minneapolis called Adina or Adina that is where he's from in the movie uh-huh. and it's because it's so wealthy it, the term cake eater is based off of let them eat cake from Marie Antoinette huh? so it's like a common uh, insult for people from that part of gotcha yeah. Yeah. Cool. I get it also speaking of uh, nicknames there is a a heck of a racist nickname in this movie that I've missed for years until I went and watched through they call so the front line of the ducks is Jesse and his brother and mm-hmm. then um, is it Guy I think in the middle maybe it's Averman in the middle mm-hmm. and they called the Oreo line oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh. gosh the Oreo line not only like I the Hawks use that, that as an insult okay. yeah. the, they use it as an insult at the beginning but then later on Gordon Bombay says Oreo line like he calls him that that's like their nickname that is some racist, that's some turtle top so level. Like, I hope it's just because there was somebody who looked double stuffed in the middle. <laughs> the old cake eater. It wasn't a cake eater. So the hockey play in this movie, uh, it's fine. So the, the, the ducks get better. Um, mm-hmm. It was a very exciting movie to watch when I was a kid. Everybody wanted to at least rollerblade hockey after yeah. watching oh, the yeah. we were, we were. I was born in the South, so we didn't have ice skating and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. we, we had our rollerblades and our little hockey nets and stuff. Um, so you see a lot of this and then the ducks, um, this is a part where it starts to fall apart a little bit. The ducks are still (laughs) terrible, but Hans, uh, being the, the guide of the movie he is, he sits Gordon down in the shop and they look at the standings, which what, uh, 70 year old man keeps peewee hockey standings in his workshop, but whatever, you know, and you see the ducks are still in last place. They're terrible. They Mm -hmm. lost so many games in the front of the season that it's very hard for them to recover and even make the playoffs. But then plot twist, the Panthers get the measles. (laughs) Panthers at the fourth of the season. The ducks are able to slide into the ninth position Mm -hmm. in the playoffs. Well, he said, all you have to do is beat Whatever team he said, the Cardinals or something like yeah. that. Or All something. you have to do is beat the Cardinals. Then they show about four more games <laughs> of them winning <laughs> right. until the playoffs. Yeah, so they get to the playoffs. 
they make a run in the playoffs mm-hmm. and they make it all the way to the championship game where guess who they're playing? The Hawks. The Hawks. God, the Big Green was the most unoriginal movie ever. It really was. It really <laughs> I mean, it was because like it's pretty similar. The same thing. You have your Adam Banks kid, which is uh, Julio Juan. 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 Julio. <laughs> Wow, you are turtle top. Juan, I'm sorry, Juan. Uh, Anyway, Adam Banks is the Juan. He's the Juan. He's the Juan. He's the Juan. So Adam Banks, anyway, they make it to the championship game. All I was thinking was from Night at the Roxbury where they say, Emilio, Mr. Mighty Duck himself. Such a good line. They make it to the championship game. The Hawks and the Ducks are playing. They go to a shootout, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Charlie Conway ends Actually, up. Actually, we, we skipped a whole part. What a skip. Which, they, okay, so they won. They get the uniforms. Uh, well, here's how they got the uniforms is because Gordon went to his old boss at the law firm. And this, this, Mr. this is only important quack, because quack, it'll Mr. come. Mr. Duxworth. <laughs> First off, because that's a good line, but it'll come back yeah. into play in Mighty Ducks 2 mm-hmm. when Charlie Conway turns into a big baby again. Okay. okay. I'm just saying, just this foreshadowing just... that he's just the worst. All right, so uh, Gordon goes to his boss, Mr. Duckworths, Duckworths, Duckworth, and asks for $15,000 for a sponsorship of his peewee hockey team so they can get uniforms and pads and proper equipment. Mm-hmm. That not even, not even, you know, anything to the fact that looking at the rules of the Minnesota peewee hockey system, you can't even play in, like, it's much more strict. Colleen, here are your... League standards. These are, <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota peewee hockey oh has league standards. <laughs> And I mean that one you'd actually think Dave Carp is so. playing in a football helmet for the first game. <laughs> it's basically like playing baseball in jeans. <laughs> it is just like that. It is just like that. So he gets a sponsorship from Mr. Ducksworth. That's where the name Mighty Ducks comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, it fast forward a little bit. Uh, the Hawks are really mad that Adam Banks is on this team. Mm-hmm. So Adam Banks' Adam dad Banks wasn't even on the team yet because the dad, dad comes so to mad. the to the office building because yep. he's friends with Mr. Ducksworth. Mm-hmm. And then yep. they have an argument. He mm-hmm. says, "Well, are you willing to fire me over some kids, some game?" And then he says, "Collect your things, Gordon." And he <laughs> fires him over this. That's the real. Which was uh, dumb. You have this yeah. hotshot all-star attorney who my sister, mm-hmm. who's in law school, uh, you're not going to fire Gordon Bombay if he's this who's good. Like undefeated if he, minus one. If he is one. a DUI, plus Ashley, my wife Ashley works at a law firm too. They do anything they can to protect their best lawyers. Like if he had a DUI, they would rub. They just throw that under the rug and let him keep being a lawyer. Yep. <laughs> They're not. Ducksworth's not firing that guy. Anyway, so fast forward to the championship. They go to the shootout. Charlie Conway. Uses the triple deke, which mm-hmm. is Gordon's move. His signature His move. signature move, along with the flying V. God, this are, he's such a <laughs> terrible coach. I mean, the flying V definitely seems like it would work, though. It does. The, but the Ducks, okay, the Ducks win the championship. They beat the Hawks. Mm-hmm. And the movie ends with Gordon somehow parlaying his half season of uh, peewee hockey coaching into a minor league deal to play hockey again because uh-huh. he hasn't played since he was 17, but now he's 31, and now he's like he's going to go try a minor league hockey career. Whatever. So that's how it closes. So he actually abandons the kids to yep. go chase his dreams, yep. which is very, very unbrand for Gordon Bombay. 
So, I mean, I, I have in my Evernote here as I was watching this movie, I said, I love this movie, but it is a total disaster. Oh, it yeah. It is a disaster. Like, I mean, well, yeah. But let's talk about some plot holes because if there's ever a movie that we review that has plot holes, it's The Mighty Ducks. I guess. Yep. You I'm, guess? No, Christian. The, the only one is the... The only one? The one? This tell is me, like the, when tell we saw Home Alone and I walked out and I was like, I see no issues with this at all. <laughs> the one for me is... There's definitely not that many people attending Pee Wee Hockey games. <laughs> <laughs> At all. Out of all of the things. They packed that arena for, they did. for every, a 12-year-old hockey league. Every yeah. game was packed. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I, I'm not from I'm from the South. Hockey's not really a thing here. But I, I'm, I'm just, from the North. It's not that big of a deal. Like, I mean, I guess probably like Canada would say like, yeah. I don't know any kids, like 12-year-old sports people are like showing up in mass like that. Like other than maybe like really good AAU basketball or something like that where you see like these like really great like middle school, freshman, high school yeah. basketball players. But otherwise it's like, if that, why, am I, why am I spending my Saturday afternoon to go watch 12-year-olds play hockey? I don't know. Great point, Christian. Any other plot holes from you? Nope. That's All the right. only one. That was it. <sighs> um, how about we talk about um, Charlie's mom, like the love the love connection Ugh. that's happening between Gordon Bombay and Charlie's mom. What's her name? Casey? I don't even care. Something like that. Well, the Conways are the worst. They're not the... Charlie uh, is a baby. Charlie's not a baby. He's sensitive. <sighs> That's it. He's just sensitive. But he's like obsessed with the idea of Gordon Bombay dating his mom. And his mom even says, like, I think he's falling in love with his coach, which uh, yikes. Yikes. But that's a lot of attachment <laughs> issues. But they Hello, Clark, it's just so <laughs> it's so like to me, this is a Rocky and Emily situation in which I just don't understand why anyone thought that that could actually work. Like, how is Gordon Bombay forced. already not in whatever, like the high profile lawyer world of ladies? Right. Why is he going after the hockey moms? In the my opinion, moms. there's well. a reason he's probably single, and it's probably that he's an alcoholic. Seems like he has a lot of baggage. Yeah. And some just some dad issues he's carrying over into. Yeah. Probably some impulse control issues. <laughs> Sounds right. What about you, Mary? Well, what, what, what do you think? Other than obviously Gordon and Charlie's mom are, is never happening in real life. I think that that's ridiculous. I think it's just the same thing that we said with um, Cool Runnings, where I think it's really implausible that they went from being a team that like, yeah, they enjoyed playing together, but they were like just as bad as the big green was at the beginning of the movie. When oh, they yeah. got out there for their first practice, it, ju- it, it was, was like they didn't know anything. Right. And they got to the point where they could be like winning You've got to think. I mean, so Big Green's different because these kids had to be taught about soccer. This is already a hockey team. Right. They're already playing together, and it's like they've never heard about hockey before when Gordon starts (laughs) doing their first practice. Yeah, everything is, like, shocking, and nobody—I mean, maybe it's because they're, like, really young. Maybe they haven't been playing for a long time, or they only play on that, like, outdoor pond. But they just are getting— they go from being one of the worst hockey teams I've ever seen to, like, one of the best in the country. Right. Over the like span of a couple weeks, because we know he's doing community service, so it really can't be like that long of an right. Amount They've of time. already lost nine games. How long are these youth hockey leagues? Mm-hmm. I feel like I only played like twelve <laughs> when I played little league. That to me is. <laughs> Do you think like these movies game. made us feel like you know I could be really great at the sport even if I suck yeah. so bad now, or like you have to put in so little effort to become amazing right. at any sport in the nineties? If you're if we're looking at these movies, <laughs> the main thing that I learned so from that I mean, like literally, awful. you you're awful. You get one coach. Yeah. And then, you know what? It could turn it all around. I believed in the 90s that, or because of the 90s, that I could do anything. You should. 
I st- I think that actually ended up doing me a favor. Like I know that we talk yeah, about these movies and are like, this is so implausible that they could go from being so bad to so good, or they could find a twin at camp, or they could get skinny because they want to, or whatever, or they could beca- they could cross dress and get their kids back. But it showed me that like with enough uh, hard work, dedication, and mostly luck, I could pretty much do whatever I wanted. And some and some uh, well timed falls because that was yes. that seems to be like a pretty crucial part of it. Yes, that does seem to be a crucial a crucial. I know that there was lots of falls in this movie. I don't know if any of them changed anything. Mainly because hockey itself is like kind of an interesting thing to try to maneuver on. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to put shoes that have a little tiny piece of metal on the bottom going the other way. I'm going to stand on this little t- <laughs> this piece of vertical metal and go and try to go move around on something that's already slippery. I love it because I love, like, I can't help but laugh when I see people fall down if they don't get, like, seriously hurt. It just, like, really makes me giggle. And so watching people play hockey is so funny because they just fall down. It's like watching people play Broom ball. I love broom oh, ball. It's ball. so funny. funny to me because it's like everyone is like a baby deer and they're just like shuffling around, falling down. That's why I understand how I, like whenever I even ice skate in the four times I've ever Do you ice, ice skated, skate a lot. Saying the four times I've done it in my life. Would you say you're more of a hockey player or a figure skater? A uh, hockey player because okay. I try to get the hockey skates because they're they're like the guy version and then uh, you don't they don't have the little um, teeth on the front to, oh, stop. to stop. So it's very hard to stop. I can't imagine trying to do anything athletic while trying to to ice skate. Well, you're like, saying how slippery it is and how hard there, and then you have people that are trying to knock you over. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and, and you have a stick in your hand. <laughs> yes. And you're trying to chase around this little, like, three-inch puck. I can't believe so that hockey is stupid. This. Hockey is an unbelievable sport. Like, I don't know how it came to pass. Can we talk about Sorry, for Brock. a minute? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll get to Brock shortly. Can we talk about for a minute how they um, got Goldberg comfortable with being a goalie by oh, strapping him to the goal? I have a story to tell. This is, I, this was something that I specifically put Gordon in my Bombay note. coaching techniques. This is something that I saw and I was like, that has happened to me before. Because when what? I was in high school, what? I was going to go paintballing with my friends and I was really scared of like how it was going to feel. Like I really thought it hurt me a lot. And so me and my friend Stephanie asked her dad if we ran around in the backyard, would he shoot us with paintball guns? Wow. And he was like, yeah, sure. And then we were so scared of getting hurt that we just ended up hiding. So he had me stand up against the fence in the backyard and he just shot me like from like 10 feet away with paintballs. (sighs) And it hurt so much. And I felt like Goldberg in that moment because they just strapped (laughs) into the goal and he couldn't get away. (laughs) But um, that to me was just like... Whoa, he had some interesting methods of getting them to be good at like hockey. He was terrible. But strapping a kid to a goal, I'm shocked that he didn't get sued for that. That that's especially because the Goldbergs were small business owners in the community. You feel like they might have some clout. Yeah, and yeah. they might care that their kids getting beat with hockey pucks. I mean, there is there is so many continuity issues in this movie. Mainly, like I mean, not mainly, but even the small stuff. They don't even try to like go back and and fix. One of the things, like so, I mean, even the small stuff, like. One of the first times you meet Goldberg, he says, he's like, who's the goalie? And he says, I am, but only until my family's, just for a little bit while longer, because my family's moving back to Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. And then it's never mentioned again. He just stays Goldberg there. never moves to Philadelphia. Good, because Goldberg's, Goldberg's delicacy. Delicatessen. Delicatessen. Is this a word you've not heard before? What? Delicatessen. 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 Yeah. Tessin? Tessin. 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 There's, There's no, no tea. There's no tea. I know that. <laughs> that was a thriving business. I, I don't know why they would move back. What are you saying? Moving home to Philadelphia. So maybe that's where they're from. Eh. He was also wearing a Flyers jersey, but whatever. But Goldberg dude. never moves. No. And then even like they talk about their coach having a heart attack 
Oh. They, the kids watch their coach have a heart attack and they never bring that up again. How yeah, did that they, not? They, they just they, joke about it. That would have sent me to counseling if I if I played Little League sports and watched my coach almost die or maybe die. Yeah, that isn't really said, huh? Maybe they ended up in counseling anyways. Yeesh. <sighs> and then, I mean, other than the gear, I mean, according to Pee Wee Hockey Rules, these kids can't even play with the type of equipment they had on. Um, full face masks are required. You can't obviously wear a football helmet on the, right. on the yeah, rink. Rink? Rink. On the ice? Sure. Uh, you could call it either one. It's on the both. ice. On the ice. Um, and then, I love Steve Brill, but man, you sure to ask me, you asked me to uh, to set aside a lot of facts in order for this movie to happen. <laughs> it's That's true. There's definitely some like major flaws that make it pretty hard to... I was made to believe, believe that the Flying that. V was the greatest accomplishment in sports. Ooh, and there's so many problems with the flying. The flying V, v is not even a practical, it's not a legal move. Plus, you could really see it coming. I have no idea why consistently people were just right. very surprised so by we, this V formation. We it's not like with, it's they're, they're like scattered across no, the ice. You don't know where they're it's going. Not a surprise. They're moving so slow. I'm sorry. So a little a little background. We work with uh, a guy named Brock. Brock Gregor, yep. who is from Canada. Hi, Brock. Hey, Brock. And Brock, I asked Brock um, for some expertise here because Brock was a former Pee Wee hockey player for the Quad City Eagles oh. in 2004, 2005. And I asked maybe him. Maybe heard of them. Maybe heard of them. I don't know how their run to the championship went, but hopefully it, went, it worked out well for him. <laughs> um, but he told me that the Flying V is a, a famed formation and is a semi-practical defensive zone breakout. So it's something that like you can do on a fast break to kind of like spread the defense out a little bit. But there's no way that it's something you can skate the whole length of the ice doing while just like the defense is just like skating backwards, wondering what you're kind of trying to do. And then when they break the Flying V, apparently it's illegal if you're a, a on offense to like check somebody or push them down if they're not if they don't have the puck so that should have been like you should have put the whole flying v in the penalty box because as soon as they break the v they're just pushing down the defensive guys mm-hmm. so that doesn't like that doesn't even make sense like i i guess the ducks and then the v but i don't i don't know and then the triple deke Gordon's triple deke <laughs> why is it just... called that does he ever say in the movie why it's called a triple well deke? a deke is like a fake that's okay. what it means so it's like oh. a triple fake but it, I'm learning so much me about too. I, hockey. I didn't know anything about hockey. Minnesota. Well, Brock tells me that deeks are a popular offensive tactic used in shootouts or one-on-one situations that only are for the most skilled players. The triple Ooh. deke itself is one of the most tricky to master. The problem is that in the movies, they're not doing a triple deke. Yeah, they just they're stop not? in front of the puck, right? It's, it, what, what Brock calls that is puck handling. He said it's not like doing a crossover dribble. It's like just dribbling a basketball. He said that is the equivalent of what they are showing in the movie. The triple deke is is basically you're just like, like a one pass, mm. two pass, three like pass, a fake. stop, shoot, right? Which is just normal shooting. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like it matters how many times you pass it if you're just going to stop before you do anything else. Right. But a triple deke, I'd like to see what that looks like. It in sounds real life. awesome. Like a real, Again, yes. the triple deke sounds cool. The flying V sounds awesome, but they're totally like. The, the way that the movie shows them, they're worthless hockey moves. They know we know nothing about hockey. And they took full advantage yes. of us. Steve Brill, thank you. <laughs> <sighs> so bitter towards I, I was so happy. And then I watched it, and I just get so mad that Charlie Conway's a big baby. Adam Banks oh, is like— I had like, no idea you were going to hate Charlie's— why? I know. Charlie Conway, Adam but Banks— why? He's the optimist. He's the he worst. Really he's a child, and he's just like he is a, he child. Is a child. That I is thought you were gonna like thing. him the most. Charlie Conway, no, he's a His, baby. He's like Charlie's cries. Tears are sadder than any other child's tears have ever been. That's 
when he is sitting <laughs> that and is he's massive hyperbole. <laughs> he's so sad when he's at the diner and he cries. Oh god. Gosh, he's so good at that. Joshua Jackson or Charlie Conway? It's uh, I can't separate the two. Maybe Joshua right, Jackson. This movie probably prepared him for Dawson's, Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. That was an emotional run. So Oof. I just thought that like he was, he did such a good job. I would feel I, bad for Charlie. In, I, in any my part mind, of this movie. you don't like Charlie. It's not that you don't think that Joshua Jackson did a good yeah, job. Joshua Jackson's great. But like the the movie needed that type of character because it's what brought out the humanity in Gordon Bombay. Not all the other kids were just in, like Averman the entire time was acting like the child version of Harry Carey. Like yes. there was I love Averman. <laughs> yeah, he's a funny he's funny, but like all the rest of them were just big characters and Charlie was the one that kind of brought out the, the heart. Human. Yeah, and somebody had to do that in order for this to be like a transformative story. Charlie's for just Bombay. like a 50-year-old man in a 12-year-old body. He's just like a whiny I thought you said he's a child and do you think 50 year old saying, men are whining like he's the one trying to be responsible but then he's crying all the time and saying things like i want my coach to be my dad it's so <sighs> he did seem to really like his coach for what why Which what is, is a Gordon- good point i don't really understand why charlie liked Emilio so yeah. much or sorry not Emilio. it is Emilio. Bombay, yeah yes man those are two julio good names. julio, <laughs> julio! <laughs> julio! <laughs> sorry juan <laughs> sorry juan <laughs> I'm just saying I feel much worse for Adam Banks than I do for anybody else in this movie. For sure. Yeah, for yeah, because Banks it really wasn't too. his fault and they were not really accepting of of him at all. But they were kids like that felt pretty real like how people would probably actually respond because there was somebody Charlie was like it's good to have you or whatever sure. and then everybody else kind of overtook because it with Charlie we don't want you here nice one. I don't feel bad for him one. at all how do you he, not feel bad for Adam he Banks? won the championship he did win the championship but he did it with guys he barely knew and he the journey lost. and they used they were mean to him they used him mm, they were mean to him they would not have lost if he was on the Hawks he, he did come out that's probably the Hawks would have well, destroyed really the no Ducks way. without no Adam Banks but so it's really Adam Banks Adam Banks is is the Hawks. He's the Mighty Duck. I, Adam Banks is everything. Adam Banks is everything. He's the glue. He's the corner. Gordon Bombay is the worst. Con- the Charlie Conway is the worst. <laughs> corner of the couch. It doesn't. He's the corner of the couch. <laughs> this movie should have been, been been about Adam Banks. No, I I like that Charlie was the kid that that we rooted for. That we rooted for this half of the room. Um, I I do feel bad for Adam Banks, but ultimately he won out because. Even though Gordon Bombay wasn't perfect, he was still a better coach than the other guy. Do you think Coach Riley's a bad coach? He won championships. He's he is okay, no different right. than Nick you, Saban and Bill a, Belichick. He's a he's a good coach and a bad person. He's yeah. a good like, coach for a different age bracket. Yeah, he's, yeah. Oh, he's ruining a lot of ruining a lot of preteens. I'm I sure. guarantee you, a lot of his um, <laughs> his kids on his team ended up in therapy after. Look at Gordon. What happened to Gordon Bombay? He's so like <laughs> mental, and he's placing all of this pressure on them. Like it's if you don't win, like if our team doesn't win it's your fault and it's not even like when not. they're just 12 he he carries that crap in when he first talks to Gordon he looks at like the banners he's like I wish they would take that one down the one that Gordon was a part <laughs> mm-hmm. of losing mm-hmm. he's already trying to like psych Gordon out mm-hmm. by the way I wrote this down in my notes that do y'all know who Nick Saban is no he's the coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide college football team very similar to Coach Riley. I think he's like a win at all cost kind of guy. And I think if they ever made a Nick Saban movie, they should get Coach Riley to play him. They, oh, really? They remind me a lot of each other, yeah. And William Shatner, but that's very different. And William Shatner. <laughs> I love William Shatner. I don't know why. It's a combination. Yeah. You should remake Mighty Ducks with all the people that could have gotten the parts, but now. That would be amazing. That would, it would be like an all star cast. It would be. Having um, Tom Cruise. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Tom Cruise <laughs> as Gordon Bombay. <laughs> Juliet, Are you kidding me? Juliette Lewis was originally supposed to play Connie. Yeah. That's a big one. 
Oh man, that would be amazing. This could have been an even more star-studded just cast. Put, and then maybe just put some of them back in their normal characters. Yeah, like you can keep Goldberg, but and Skinny Averman. Goldberg. Skinny Goldberg. Not yeah. Skinny Goldberg. <laughs> you have to. No, just bring in the animated. Uh, and then bring the animated the ducks in. Oh my gosh. All famous people and then ducks, like so it's basically Space, space Jam. Jam. Yeah. It's but, uh, Space Jam, but with hockey. <laughs> why did that not happen? That should have happened. Dang. The last thing I'll say, and then you guys can have your final parting words. I was led to believe by this movie that I could rollerblade through them all and not get in trouble for it. And that is just not true. 20, 20 12 year olds rollerblading so through them all. You were talking about protecting your house was the dream. Rollerblading through the mall was like the dream for me. There that was nothing been, else that, that would have been, been the amazing. greatest I, day yeah, of my life. I loved that scene. Everything that about was awesome. it. D2, that scene. We'll get to that we'll in the second that. episode. Christian's got some thoughts on that, too. Oh, malls, man. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> malls, man. The song in it. Let Thanks, Amazon. Da, 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 da. What? Said, Let's go, go to... Were we harmonizing? I was singing uh, Robin's Hi, Mr. Brother. <laughs> sorry. Anything else, Mary? Um, there's a quote that I really liked <laughs> that Gordon Bombay said and at the beginning that made it seem like it was going to be a big green thing. He said, I hate kids. They're barely human. <laughs> And I think that that's such a good line for someone who's going to be coaching a kid's hockey team. But it's also, honestly, a really good point. My favorite quote was... They are barely human. Quack. Quack. Quack, 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 Mr. Quack. Duxworth. Quack. You guys are supposed to do it with me. Oh, sorry. Uh, quack. 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 The first time they do that, by the way, is like after they're... They're beating up on Adam Bank, or no? They're beating up on Charlie, right? Because he still likes Gordon, even though they found out Gordon was a hawk. Mm-hmm. And then they end up like Ultimate bonding betrayal. after beating up Charlie real quick. It's a real quick turn. Those kids, they yeah. And then they do it when they're in the classroom too, and they're yeah. like in the they they get into detention. And for somehow quacking. I I didn't I realize that they were the all all in the same class except for Adam Banks. Again, all in the same class, a all very the same big age, green situation. In spite of the fact that they are very different sizes. Some of those guys are really little. There was no Asian kid. Not in this one. That's, that comes the next one. Second one. <laughs> but boy, they sure did. They tried. <laughs> Goldberg is, is Jewish. Mm-hmm. And then you have Jesse and his brother. Are we mm-hmm. talking about the great diversity? From great diversity <laughs> in Minnesota, yeah. You People of all races live everywhere. <laughs> I'm not questioning any of that. I'm just saying it is it is like so prototypical that all these teams that are the, like the underdog teams are these like beautiful melting pots of people and always the bad guy teams are these Aryan like just yeah, that's, that's just the white blonde true. teams who are just evil. Mm-hmm. It really kind of gave you like a distorted view of, of competition as a kid. Yeah. Because and like people from Europe, that's true. Even and like when Europe, I played little league baseball, like I didn't hate the kids I played against. It wasn't like one bad team in the league. We were all we all went to the same elementary school. That's true. In every one of these movies, there's like one team. Quack, 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 quack,